Good morning, friend. Hello, good morning. How are you this happy holiday season? Oh, I'm so good. <laughs> so good. I There's love it. So much festiveness happening, you know? I can tell. You're just surrounded by it. I know. Tis the season where it's like from sun up to sundown. I don't work work very much um, the last two weeks of the year, as you know. Like, that's not a surprise to you. <laughs> so, morning, literally morning, noon, night, playing with friends and connecting and, and all that good fun stuff. So can you hear I love it. I can hear you great. Okay. Anyway, because I just had my, got my headphones in case I need them today. I think I'm going to, I need a new computer. I might need to invest in that this year, you know, put it on this year's deductions. But um, there's the season. There's the season for all the new things. That's right. So I'm just starting our Facebook Live. So give me two seconds here. Got my celery juice this morning. Look how festive that looks with my bright pink nails. You know, it's like even the juice is festive, guys. Mm. Can you hear me, Andy? Are you still with us live? Maybe. Yeah, I'm live. I just have to mute myself while I start the Facebook Live because then it creates the reverb. So, Got it. so what's on your heart today? Good morning, everyone, and hello, Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just so happy to be with y'all. Do y'all realize this is our final Share Success Coaching of the year and of the decade? Wow. Dun, dun, dun. This is epic. Seems like not to like build it up, but we do show up today with a heart desiring to serve you. So we're excited for that. Maybe we should like sing some Christmas songs or I don't know. That seems like this call needs a soundtrack. I think it does. I think it needs maybe a little Christmas music. I was expecting you truthfully to maybe be in a Santa hat this morning. Right. Oh man. Around the holidays you do <laughs> into costume. It's like well, musical theater around here sometimes, friend. <laughs> and I can't think of anyone better than Neil Diamond to bring in the Christmas season. Okay, all right. I like where this is coming <laughs> up so far. I love it. So what oils are going on over to your house? You know, I am diffusing on the regular holiday peace, holiday joy, like two and three times a day. I'm just reloading my diffuser. Now, I know I don't need to do that, but I'm a potent diffuser fan, so I like it to be every time so i'm doing that quite a bit and in my car i have a cute little car diffuser and we just have a lot of holiday joy happening in that space i love it anyone else i mean how about you my friend and anyone else if you're listening would you throw that in the comments i'm curious are you in the holiday oils are you doing your own concoction like what are you doing with the oils right now we've got shelly loving up the adaptive yeah i got Jenny. adaptive on you know oh yeah my ears this morning get too much of that stuff. So um, Katie on Holiday Peace, um, Cindy on Holiday Joy, Wanda on Holiday Peace, Black Spruce. Ooh, love me some Black Spruce. Yeah, that's right. I have that oil. I need to use that. It's so grounding. It's just yummy. Um, so I especially love to throw frankincense all over myself this time of year. Yeah. Harvest Spice. Hey, can Love I ask you a quick question is, um, can you do more than, uh, if you do, can you do two 200 PV orders and then get two bottles of frankincense yeah. free? Yeah, I don't think there's a limit on, on how many free frankincenses you can get. I've already done one, but honestly, like there's, I just kind of want to stock up some stuff and I love that free frankincense. So I'm going to do oh, that. Yeah. What I did yesterday morning and I loved it was a few drops of frankincense and then a few drops of citrus bliss or wild orange, either one. And I really love that combo. It's kind of a wake up and like a, just like really infuse your cells with the good stuff. Totally. Such good stuff. 
Love that. So I'm going to also post the call to the Zoom on Facebook in case people want to join us live. Yeah. So here's one thought that is up for me, Andy, that I want to share with the whole group. And I'd love if you're here on chat or Facebook Live for you to share this. Some of you may have seen, I posted this last night and last week's podcast went out was talking about endings and beginnings and looking at that before you set your New Year's goals. But I'd really love if you want to share with us today, what's one lesson that 2019 has taught you or is teaching you? And as I've you know, again, I'm in this fun season of time where I'm, I'm connecting with lots of different friendships and relationships. And, you know, it was like yesterday I had breakfast with my high school girlfriends, had a late hot cocoa meetup with a dear friend, Ann Webb. I went to a, a group that does this cool process in this networking group and so forth. And then ha had a fun night with some girlfriends last night. So it's like, seriously, like sun up to sundown is just like a lot of connection right now. Um, but what I would, I'm asking everyone I'm connecting with in person. So if we were in person here in my living room and I made you a delicious hot cocoa, which the trick of a delicious hot cocoa is use coconut milk instead of water or, and I don't do very much dairy hardly at all in my diet. I mean, a little bit of cheese occasionally, but dairy for me uh no no but point being is if you want delicious hot cocoa utilize coconut milk right as kind right. of the base and anyway wow. but if we were here in my living room having a coconut mate coconut milk based hot cocoa and connecting i would ask you that seriously and i genuinely want to know like what has this year taught you is every year i see it as like a classroom and there might be one of more than one lessons in the year right like i've had a year of renewal that came out in a conversation with my girlfriends last night as we were all sharing around the same question. Again, if we're going to be together, I'm just so curious, like teach me about you and what your years taught you. And like, I've had a year of a lot of new growth and being renewed in creativity and renewed and the joy of that. And, you know, there's been other life lessons too, of course, but whatever you've been learning, whether it's about letting go or risk or boundaries or, or self-love or owning your gifts or, Whatever it might be, I just would love to hear. That is one of the things that when you ask is like, what's on my heart is really asking myself, but asking each of you. And I would journal to that question. Get that in your journal sometime in the next week or two before we turn the calendar year and think about what's this year taught me? What are the gifts, you know, and really kind of savoring into the lessons that this has taught you. I love Shelly says she's learning patience. Shelly says, I broke my ankle in three places in August, and the end of year has taught me extreme patience, wow. right? To slow down and to probably be served and to be loved, right? Mm -hmm. so I love Cindy's share, too. You're never too old to heal and learn to embrace where you are today. Amen, sister. Wow. I love that. Wanda's asking, do you yeah. add peppermint oil to hot cocoa? You definitely can, for sure. That makes it sure tasty if you like that. And also, Wanda's saying, the space of learning to let go. Mm, juicy stuff. How about you, Andy? What do you think is one thing this year has taught you or is teaching you? So um, probably the biggest breakthrough for us is just the full admission that we were people pleasers. And, and working through that has been probably the hallmark of this year. Um, so being okay with not not being on the hook for anybody else, not for their happiness, not for their breakthrough, not for their success. Um, we've been like penultimate people pleasers. So it's been really, really liberating. And the theme that, that we chose for um, kind of our, our Christmas card and our um, end of year package is, is all about freedom. Just this idea that we were born to be free and um, that we can experience freedom at every level, not just physical, but also emotional and financial. And um, like there's, there, there's so much available to us if, if we're willing to, to go to work and, and to fight for our freedom. So that's been, that's been our journey of 2019. Can I ask you a follow-up question? Sure. Because I, I would assume if I'm thinking it or have felt this way, others might be thinking or feeling this way too. 
you know, we talk so much about, and it's such a truth, pr true principle about serving other people, right? And there's so much fulfillment when we're in service. What would you say you've learned or learning about the discernment between showing up to serve versus crossing into people pleasing? Like, how do you discern that for you? Or how are you learning that? Um, it's a great question. And it's, it's definitely more an art than a science. But I would say that um, it really comes back to attachment. Um, when we show up to serve with, with an attachment to, to how that, with a certain outcome, if we're married to, to a way they respond or to you know, them enrolling or them becoming a builder or, or whatever that conversation looks like, it's, it really comes down to, um, I'm gonna show up, I'm gonna give my gift and then if they throw in the trash can, then I did my part. I, I showed up and I gave and I did it with my whole heart. And, um, and that's enough. See, I'm so glad I asked you that and that you just shared that because don't we all, I mean, that's such a good clarity is like showing up without the attachment where you said to be on the hook for, right? I'm on the hook for someone else's success or I'm on the hook for, um, you know, their happiness or whatnot, rather than saying, okay, I can show up, but I'm showing up without attachments. And so I love that. That was, thank you for that. Cause that was in a conversation I was having yesterday as well about some, a different thought, but the same principle about sometimes when we have a lot of attachments or we make ourselves worth about, are, do they like me? Do they follow the advice? Are they doing the thing? Are they, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think a lot of times I see this in doTERRA where sometimes people will make their worth or their leadership hinged upon the choices of other people. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I must not be a good leader if everyone in my entire organization isn't doing X, Y, and Z. And it's like, mm -hmm. you only control how you show up, but it doesn't have to do. So often we make the attachment about, am I liked and am I lovable? And are they doing what I Oh, and if they're not, and it, this can get into your parenting, this can get into your leadership. So thank you for sharing that because I know service is such a true principle and showing up to serve and like service always brings joy and it also brings success, right? They're directly connected. Yeah. And, and so not, or it's not mm -hmm. to negate that. And too often if it moves into people pleasing where it's like, we're just trying to hustle our approval in the hands of someone else does put us in a position that's just always going to create. Ugh. Yeah, totally. I love, um, kind of a related idea. Um, Brene Brown talks about giving gold stars and being in the business of giving, not receiving gold stars. Um, it's, I think it's a really similar concept that we should always be, um, edifying and pouring out the, um, you know, the praise, the positivity, and not be in the business of needing that from others. Um, the more we can not let those, you know, gold stars stick, the, the happier, the sooner we're going to be happy. Yeah. Oh, but just trust, this is life work, my friends. So it's not mm -hmm. something you do once and you master. It's like, it's yep. a practice is coming back to center and yep. back to your heart and, and being in tune with that. So and our mantra has been, I'm a recovering people pleaser. So, so we don't attach to that identity, you know, that I, I was, or I am a people pleaser. I'm just, because it's, it's our human nature, I think, to, to look for that validation, to always be seeking in my, you know, what is my worth? Am I creating value? Am I of, uh, am I adding value here? Yeah. So true. Mm, good stuff. And I'm loving seeing in our chat box some different additional life lessons you're all sharing. One is saying to trust God and myself to be authentic, similar to what we're talking about, not worry about what others may be thinking. That's a great lesson you're learning too. Uh, Zoya also talks about renewal. And some of you are talking about the preciousness, the gift of life. And it sounds like maybe there's been some loss there of a grandson or a son to send you so much love. Is that It's true. It's like, my goodness, this life, like everything is temporary. Mm -hmm. And that's not, you know, I, I posted this on Monday on my social media. I wrote to that. I've been reading, I'm reading from a book called Humble. His, the author is Humble the Poet. And it's called Things That No One Else Can Teach Us. And mm. it's a, a great book. I'm loving the book. Um, but the, 
the thought in that I was reading the other day is about how everything and everyone is temporary. And that's not good news and it's not bad news. It just is, is the reality is like all of us have an, an exit date, right? And whether that exit date comes at 97 years of age or comes at nine months or somewhere in between, like, oh my gosh, like there's just, you know, the nature of life. But also it's the, the gift of that is if you're in, a, in, in joy right now, that's awesome. That's temporary. And if you're in pain right now, that's awesome. It's temporary. Everything serves. It all has a purpose. But just really savoring the moment you're in and the season you're in. You know, a year ago, I, was in, I had such a heartbreaking holiday season, mm. right? I just was heartbroken. And it is. And I just share that from contrast because this season is so joyful. And I'm having so much fun. It doesn't mean it's perfect. There's still moments. I'm still human where the holidays sometimes can magnify certain things. And you're like, ooh, that's a little bit. People, or that's a little bit of a trigger but you know a year ago it's like my cute little golden retriever Jeeves this little painting that's behind us this dear friend of mine painted that for me and uh, he you know was diagnosed with cancer the week of Thanksgiving and passed two days after Christmas and then my birthday was two days later and just the whole holiday season but you know what there were so many sweet gifts in that last year too you know I, I about love and really learning that and you know, I love Janet Rourke, giving her a shout out here that's in doTERRA. If you need support with your pets for holistic support, she is fantastic. And I did a consult with her last year and a couple other veterinarians. And we learned all about all kinds of various healthy things you can do for your pets, which are also healthy things we can do for ourselves, our nutrition, right? Mm -hmm. The oils and supplementation that we're doing. I only share that is because, you know, it's like, it's just for contrast that wherever you're at right now, it will shift. And then it will shift again and it will shift again. And the good news of that is just to know that life is just in concert and to really savor whatever moment you're in. Because the grief won't last, the joy won't last, and then it returns like ocean waves. It's like the joy comes in and it goes out and then the joy comes in and goes out, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just learning this life business. So anyway, beautiful things. Andy, anything else you want to add to that? And I'm definitely ready to go into some coaching if anyone's ready or wants that. Yeah. Um, I think just on a really practical note, um, yesterday was a red letter day for the essential life folks. Um, they, they finally launched their Android version of the app. Yay. So hip, hip, hooray for our Android friends. Yay. Just reminds me that Android users are people too. So everyone matters. Everyone's a person. It's true. That person is a person. You're a person. You know what I love though, is the Android, do, they do have amazing photo on their, oh. on their uh, cell phones. You know, I know. I'm a Mac and Apple human throughout my whole house. Like everything in my home is Apple. I do have deep respect for the camera photography skills on those Androids. My goodness, they are amazing. But yes, Yay for Essential Life app is on the Android, everyone. Yep, so I just posted a link to that. And um, <clears throat> I hear you on Android, though. My son, who's been an Apple his whole life, a, a Mac person, switched to Android just for the camera. He converted. In my own family. Is that Sam? Yep. I knew it. Because Sam and style and he's like look guys I need the I know although I do see that new the iPhone 11 is competing heavily that camera is amazing on it and yeah. I don't have the iPhone 11 but I might now need it I mean it's tis the season tis the season warm up the credit card <laughs> <laughs> well should we jump into some coaching let's do awesome so um, we'd love to have you join us live. If you'd like to join us live, then just raise your hand in Zoom. Um, otherwise, just post your, your questions in the uh, chat box on Zoom or the comment box on Facebook. Yeah, I'd love to hear your questions and what's percolating for you. I also want to just plant this thought and this seed is what's one, not 27, one habit that if you implemented would change the game for you for 2020, right? Because I know, like, see, we're not going to meet until we're in 2020. So I'm already like, I know we're in, in Christmas and then the new year, but I want to plant some of those seeds. What's one habit, you know, would change the game for you 
right? And I want you to think specifically too, you can have an overall habit, right? Like you might say, oh, if I wrote every day, right? Like writing, or if I connected with five people every day, or I implemented this or did this thing. But I also want you to think about your own health, right? And you go, okay, can we do, you know, what's one health habit you know would just change the game for you if you did it every day or you did it regularly, right? I love thinking about that. All right, we've got a question from Melinda. Right. I was thinking of doing Christmas cards via email versus mailing. Is that okay? What do you think? 100%. Totally. Let's save the planet, right? Mm -hmm. Let's not fill the planet with more postcards that go in the trash. Let's. Yeah. That's what we're doing. I, I love beautiful stationary cards. So, hey, I'm good with that. But I also think it's just fine. It shows up in the email. Or even if you post it on your social media, like, hey, everyone, here's our holiday card. <laughs> You know? Yep. Anyone else? Questions? What's up for you today? What are you working on or thinking about? Or do you want to strategize? Anyone want to strategize something for their 2020? Or maybe if you're feeling kind of stuck, or maybe you're in the blues, and we would love to help support you and love on you. I am loving seeing some of the things in the chat box. If you're on Facebook Live, drop them there too. What's one habit that changed the game for you? Katie's saying drinking more water. I love that. Katie, I would just give you a little coaching on that to get clear about what is more mean right? And have a specific number for yourself because the subconscious brain loves specificness. Like if you're ordering off a menu and saying, I'm going to drink at least 40 ounces of water a day, or maybe it's 60 or maybe it's 30 or whatever that number might be. I love that. Cindy saying same. I love hers as well. Making exercise a priority. Lee saying giving up white refined sugar. Yes. Melinda saying half your body weight in ounces is recommended. I get that. If that feels like a yes, you can really commit to that. Do it. If if not, let's commit to something that moves your needle. Maybe you're like, uh, I'm lucky to drink eight ounces a day right now. So going to 32 would be awesome. So wherever you're at with that, I just invite you to commit to something like that. It'll definitely help you. Well, I'm curious what some of your goals are for next year, Tiffany. What are some, what are some of the one things? Oh, way to put me on the, I love it, Andy. I can hang with that. So one of the things, I think the one habit, if, if not picking 27 things, I have specific goals, but the one habit is like, um, you know, moving my body daily, yeah. right? Some kind of daily commitment to exercise. And that's happening more and more. Like it is more consistency. I've seen that since July for me. And so, but for me to make that where it's just my natural lifestyle, where it's not something that I have to work on so much is just whether it's getting out and I sometimes go on a walk in my neighborhood or I'm close to a park or I hit the gym or hit a trail. You know, I did get skis for Christmas. Santa Claus came early for me. You know, I really put in some points to be on the good girl list this year. And so I like doubled up my points. And so my Christmas present already came in terms of uh, new skis this year. So that's fun. Cause when you ski, man, that's a, a quite a thigh workout and some good cardio right. and that's fun. Especially when you're a beginner like myself, I'm a beginner skier. I'm what we call a hot cocoa skier, Andy. It's a hot cocoa skier. <laughs> For those of you wondering, and if anyone wants to come skiing, you know where we live, Utah is a great place for that. Is I, if you're coming out, you know, you come out to Utah, we'd love to see you. Um, but a hot cocoa skier is the equivalent of like you put in two or three runs, hit the lodge for some lunch, put in two or three runs, hit the lodge for some hot cocoa, maybe do one or two more runs and then you get in the car and go home or go back to the hotel and get in the hot tub, right? But it, I'm about a six to eight run a day person is like, that's plenty. Otherwise, my legs are like jelly. <laughs> yes. Hot cocoa skier. I love it. Yes. I mean, you got to know who you are. You got to act, you know, be clear about that. It's like, I'm not like, hey, let's tear up the mountain and, you know, intense. I'm a blues and, or a greens and blues skier and I'm a hot cocoa skier. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a question from Gwen saying, ideas for raising volume quickly, end of month, even with Christmas coming. I'd love to raise OV in two separate legs by a thousand each. Ideas. Yeah. So, um, well, as Tiffany was just pointing out, um, December has a once a year opportunity to get free frankincense. Um, and who does not want more frankincense in their lives? So, um, and I was corrected. Apparently there is a limit of four free frankincenses per account. 
So that's still 800 PV. So that I, I think that'll take care of most of us. Yeah. So definitely make sure that your team is um, aware and take advantage of free Frank. Um, the other thing I would say is, um, you know, T Tiffany has also highlighted the fact that um, this is such a choice time for connecting. You know, Tiffany said, sun up to sundown. I'm just deep heart connecting with people that I know and love. So um, let, let December be a door to be in constant connection with people and, and reconnecting with old friends and family and making sure um, that they know about all the goodness that is doTERRA. Um, I mean, we are like Santa Claus, you know, we've got this gift bag of all these goodies, but like how many of your friends and family know about Terrazyme? Like Terrazyme is a miracle in a pill. I love that stuff and could not live without it. So um, do, I mean, do your friends and family know about lifelong vitality? Um, same story. So I guess I would just dig deep on who you're sharing with and, and your, uh, your team leaders are, are uh, connecting with to make sure that sharing is, is alive and well. Mm -hmm. Amen. Can I just add one thought to that too? Please. So I love Gwen that you're asking this and I hundred percent, everything Andy just said is like, yes. I mean that, you know, the frankincense offer is so beautiful and there's so much time for connecting, you know, and again, if you're naturally, it's like you're diffusing regularly in your home. It's like everyone that's come to my home in the last, you know, few weeks, but especially the last few days where I'm having a lot of gatherings and connecting, everyone's like, Oh my gosh, your house smells amazing. What is that? Your house smells amazing. And it's like, you know, that's one thing, so to speak, and at your gatherings or having your oils, using your oils, using Terrazyme, some of these different aspects where the digestion is handy, you know, and nearby because of all the fun stuff. But I'd also say you guys start planting the seed of like, hey, you know, 2020 is around the corner. And how many of you, you know, it's like, let's maybe get some products ordered together. Let's begin the first of January you know, Slim and Sassy or Zendocrine, or let's get into some detox, PB Assist or Lemon in our water and let's get some of these products. You could start planting that seed in your groups and teams right now, right? Is thinking about, so they have the time to order the product. So by the time January 1 is here, they're able to move into like, let's work on some of these goals together. So I would start planting that seed and I would stay with some of that all through December is even if they of course are ordering on December 31st, we want that in your volume. And so maybe not everyone, I'd start planting the seed now on that conversation too, about just like I planted it with you around some thoughts around goals and habits and creation that we are on the cusp of a new year is I would also start planting that around health goals and desires and things like that and start asking, go to your Facebook groups or your team group or your team Zoom and say, I'm curious, what's, you know, let's talk about what's one health goal that you want to see shift and be different. Because the thing about December, as much as we're celebrating at times, like yesterday I had this experience, you know, I'm, by the time I'm at my third gathering or thing in the day, and there's all the hot cocoa bar and all the treats and sweets, but I've already had hot cocoa, had plenty of sweets. I'm like, no more sweets. Like, can I get some fruit and some real light nutrients in my body is all of us too, as much as we're loving the season and celebrating, I'm also feeling like naturally this, like, okay, I'm, I'm loving this. I'm going to allow this and pieces of this celebration for sure. And I love it, love the hot cocoa and love the celebration, but I'm also going to I'm already naturally like, ooh, I'm, I need my celery juice this morning. Mm -hmm. And where's my terrazyme? And where's this? And so I think you guys need, to, I would absolutely start planting those seeds about health and wellness and goals for the new year. And then especially as Christmas, you know, um, completes in terms of the, the holiday and the moment of that. But, you know, I know it continues on and specifically through the year, but I would start asking those things. And so from December 26th through the 31st, I would really be clear about putting out some of those messages about health, wellness. Let's get you set up. Let's get you prepared. I'm here to help support you are some things that absolutely can help you with your volume this month, not waiting for January. Right. Because all of us like to, I don't know about you, but I like to have some of my things ready 
before January 1st. It doesn't mean it has to, I don't have the pressure on myself, like everything has to be perfect by January 1st, but there are things that for myself, I want in place before we technically transition. That's me. And some of them are like that too. Yeah. January is such the perfect time to do a cleanse, to do a group chat, you know, a health challenge of some type, like everybody is on that train. So let's, I love that. Get prepared and set yourself up for success by being ready. Yeah. And keep going, Gwen. Like there's so much. I I love the holidays as a time. I think the holidays is a great time for sales and a great time for volume and for getting people, you know, and rallying that and so forth. I think is beautiful. So great question. I love it. We've got some folks on Facebook who are loving your uh, cocoa skier. Yes, right? You feel free to adapt that, my friends. And you can take that philosophy into anything that you desire. <laughs> I'm a hot cocoa, you know, you might say it. I'm a hot cocoa CrossFitter. Oh, I like it. You know? <laughs> Bring your chocolate to the gym. Why not? Yeah, I mean, hey. Or you might say, I'm a hot cocoa dater. <laughs> Which I do highly recommend. <laughs> Start with a hot cocoa. If it's a first date, don't move into any more commitment than that. Cut your losses. Drink Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that hot cocoa, it turns into two hours of a beautiful conversation. And sometimes if, you know, you're 20 minutes in and you're like, this is just not a, no. Mm -mm. Hot cocoa is the right place to be at the right time for that. I love it. We've got a question from Julie. Um, how can I get my team to meet up on a monthly basis? What can I do to be a better leader? So how to inspire consistent meetings. What are your thoughts, Jeff? I think, again, like we're human, we're emotional humans, right? And we're drawn heavily by emotions and what, how people feel. So what is the feeling, what's the, the vibe or the essence or the temperature, right? The culture, the branding, if you will, but what's the vibe of your monthly meetups? And I'd get intentional about that. And to include as part of it is like, yeah, it's high vibration and we're learning, we're growing, it's positive. Um, but I'd also include some fun in that. We were messaging about that, me, you and Natalie last week mm -hmm. about a fun gathering you had with your team, right? And being part of fun things is like, keeping that as part of the experience where the vibration of it feels like, Oh, I love that. I feel filled up when I get there and I feel filled up from being there and it's joyful and it's fun and there's positive things. And so, you know, that we do our best now, of course you can't control how anyone else shows up and someone might show up that's, you know, in a funk or something like that. And you can of course support them. It's just being aware that you, as you're leading and gathering that group, like what's the vibe, what's the essence how do you create also connection, right? Like when I run a, a one-day event or a multi-day event or coaching groups or masterminds, we always lead out the day with some connection-type connection exercises where we get them to connect first, then we move into content. Is Connection is the foundation that will open up the space and open up, you know, that people feel something, they feel connected to or they're part of something. That is a big influence to people wanting to come and, you know, continuing to come themselves and inviting others is that you're creating that kind of a space. Andy, what would, anything you'd add to that too? Sorry, I forgot I was muted. Um, just to amen, that was um, so true. Um, everything is energy. And so whatever energy you're creating around the event is going to create the vibration that either attracts or repels people. So, if you're doing a meeting just because you know you read in some training guide that you should do a monthly meeting and so that's the energy of we have to do this come on guys like we have to get together then it's going to be tough to get people together but you know maybe hot cocoa needs to be the the theme for for the december gathering and and um in january too and january you <laughs> know Exactly. So just creating the, the joy, 
right? I mean, we, we're in a business, but as humans, we're in the business of joy. So make sure that you're weaving that in and through and, and make sure that you're adding massive value. So don't just be holding a training for the sake of, of, of holding a training. Really be thinking about your team and where they are, what, where they are developmentally, what their needs are, and how you can meet them where they are. So um, I love when, um, when teams nail this monthly training, it's, it has a rotating topic and theme and, um, and most often has um, uh, a focus based on the season. So um, January could be around New Year, New You. It could be around goal setting. It could be around vision boards. It could be around, um, you know, the, the big, your big picture. And February could be, I mean, th there's a million ideas, right? We have, doTERRA has their strategic, um, it's called the annual strategic planner in the downloads library. And you can see what the themes tend to be there uh, coming from corporate. So how can you collaborate with that? Um, it's, if, if it doesn't meet a need, then it's going to drop off. So make sure you're, you're well tuned in to those, to your team and, and where they are. Mm -hmm. Love it. Great way to, a good thing to ask. And you know, guys, you have some fun things again coming up that I think are great to gather your team. Do a vision board party. Right. We'll talk about goals or, or say, okay, for January, this is the book we're going to read. And, and, um, you know, we're going to meet on either zoom. You can do a zoom, a zoom vision board party too. It's just prep the people coming and saying like, Hey, here's the supplies or here's the things to think about, you know, helping them create vision for the new year. Right. That's a, a fun exercise to Andy's point. Like each month there's different sometimes incentives or things going on that you can tune into. Um, but I, I definitely think, you know, gathering people where there's connection time, whether online or in person, and you're learning things, you're sharing things, but those are ways I know to create community. I love it. Yeah. What else, guys? What else is percolating for you before? I mean, if you have a question to ask, I mean, no pressure. It's not like, you know, but just whatever is up for you that we would love to serve or support you or that you want help with. Or if you want to share what you're working on or what you're going to create in 2020. So the last part of Julie's question is, what can I do to be a better leader? Any thoughts on that? I think similar is just, you know, we're creating connection. To me, great leaders instill belief, right? When, and I think about, for me, the people who have really helped me blossom into more of who I am and my potential along my path and the ways they instilled a sense of belief, right? That they were, they put that kind of thought upon me and shared those thoughts and, and exposed me to different resources and content and things that could help me learn and grow is I think leadership, my definition of leadership is you create the space for people to grow, right? It's just, am I creating that space where growth is a possibility here? They may not choose to grow or at different levels. The thing that you learn about your leadership in doTERRA is it's kind of like you put out, you know, the buffet of mm -hmm. options and allow them. To, and some people are just going to nibble, right? And they might say they might do this little thing or that thing. And some people they're like, I'm going to have something of everything off this table. I'm going all in rich and deep with you. I want to do all the training, all the possibility, all the mentoring, but people will be at different levels. And so, but our job as the leader is to create the space for people to grow and how much people choose into that is up to them. So for me, it's like, am I creating a space of personal growth, professional growth? Are we fostering those types of conversations, those types of, that type of mindset? You know, are we creating the, the outlet for those types of things to happen? That to me is how I think we improve our leadership is more so, you know, am I creating that? And the secondary skill set. I think that's valuable, so very valuable in our leadership, in relationships, period, which is leadership, right? Is how you show up in relationship is the ability or the art of asking more questions or better questions is that we show up more to ask versus to tell, right? Like the old model of, 
leadership slash management of like, let me tell you what to do versus, yes, we can offer insights, but it's more dialogue as I invite you to ask more and really focus on that as a skill set. That might, I think makes a big, big difference. I love that. Show up to ask, not to tell. Um, I love the quote by Brene Brown, who you are is how you lead. So if you want to be a better leader, go to work on yourself, right? Like yeah. let your personal development journey be so inspiring that people can't wait to be on that journey with you. Um, just being that light and being that positive influence is, is such an opportunity. Um, so, um, yeah. Can I think what you just said too? Yeah. So I love when you said it's like, will you say her quote again? It's like leadership is who, who you are. You is, who you are is how you lead. How you, yeah, who you, you are is how you lead. So one of the things that I just know that can influence, you know, it's when we talk about leadership, I also like the synonymous word influence right? It's like influencing and what do I want to influence? And one of the things you can do to absolutely, is there's lots of things, right? We've been talking about some of them, but definitely also one of the things you can do to influence others is to literally step up your own sense of self-care and your own energy. One of my great, a great friend of mine, he's a business strategist, he lives in California and he's very well branded. I mean, he's on a lot of different platforms for his skill set around business and branding and he's this branding business expert and I remember years ago him saying for those of you that are serious about growing your business this year if you want to double your business double your growth really see a growth in your business and we're all like on the edge of our seat like what's the one thing is it you know for social media or pixel marketing or whatever like we're all like waiting for the newest business idea that's going to revolutionize your business and he said if you're serious about this work out every day and isn't that interesting? And we think, and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, that. Because, again, when Andy just said everything's energy, one of the ways you influence your team is, is your own cup full. And is your energy coming from a higher vibration? And I know for myself that when I move my body regularly, I work out daily or I work out consistently. If you're doing that, do you notice the difference? Because I know I do. Right. And so when you think about great leadership, of course, it's like, how am I asking good questions like we talked about? And am I showing up and, and affirming them? And are we working on plans together and their skills? For sure. It is all of that. But it also is like the energy you bring to the relationship. And so if you can be more, you know, we call it, I look at, like looking at leadership similar to Stephen Covey, where he talks about having private victories before public victories. And a private victory means with yourself and self-integrity and self-leadership is before I lead others, I got to lead myself. And so it's saying, am I a good steward of this? Am I a good steward of my mind, my body, my heart and spirit? Am I regularly, not every once in a while, but regularly, am I cultivating habits like that? Is like, do you have the fuel and the charge to show up with the kind of energy where your team feels that, right? And they're like, ooh, I want what he or she has right? Energetically, ooh, I want what they've got. And when I watch the, some of the leaders in doTERRA and watching them, you know, what, what the magnetic, those that have that magnetism to them is a lot of it is they're living very personal habits where they're taking care of their own wellness. Is that really put you in integrity to what you're even selling and leading is you're, we're in a wellness space. doTERRA is a wellness revolutionary company that's creating so much more health and wellness through natural solutions. And so it's choosing into saying, okay, are you going to influence yourself, right? Are you going to lead yourself? You know this, Andy, years ago, one of your share success trainings, I did a training with the title of my keynote was called the first enrollment of every day mm. is that you're the first enrollment of every day, right? If you want to enroll other people, you got to enroll yourself first. That means, am I living? Now that doesn't mean you all need to be marathon runners if you want to be cool, but it does mean like your wellness and your energy and you leading yourself and being a steward of this, like it's hard to manage or influence anyone else if I'm having a hard time influencing myself, if that makes any kind of resonance. And so not about perfection with your own wellness, but being seriously committed to saying, I'm going to up level. I'm serious about growing my business. And when my friend Scott said that years ago about, if you're serious about growing your business this year, and again, this man's tuned into all the latest and greatest in marketing. 
he said, work out every day. And I was like, yep. Cause those, that energy has so much influence to everyone and everything else that I touch in my life. Yeah. That's so powerful. I love when Ange Peters, uh, Ange Peters spoke on that at leadership um, this last time. Um, you know, she's talking about different belief levels and how to lead others and lead your team, lead builders. She said, it all starts with leading you, leading your lifestyle, leading your product usage is the first step to leadership. True. I got to make a note like myself. I'm having my own little insight here. So I love that. So I've got a question from Anna Lynn. Um, she says how to be so inspired every day to let someone, um, inspired to get them enrolled. I have the attitude of a drained energy when someone said no. Oh boy, such a, um, again, we're back to, you know, right where we started of when I show up to serve, am I, am I married? to a particular outcome and am I clinging to that outcome at the cost of something else? And in your case, it's definitely costing you your energy and what, what's the long-term cost on the relationship. If, if you're coming saying, you know, um, come heck or high water, they're going to be enrolled on my team today. Then that that's going to shift the energy of that conversation. So, Again, just coming back to everything Tiffany was just sharing, like when you have um, really clean energy around just being in love with the product and being in love with the, the benefits of the product, then that's going to be magnetic. It's going to be um, contagious. So just being in that space of I am going to be a light. I'm going to be on fire and anyone who wants to come up and bring their candle and, and start their own candle burning and, and be a light in their world. Fantastic. But I have no attachments. I am going to be in my space and I'm going to be a light and I'm going to be my own campfire regardless. Um, it's, I mean, it's easy to say, but it's, it's a whole art form to be in this world and have, you know, kind of the mind like water where I'm not going to, you know, beat myself again, like a log in a river against the, the boulder in the middle. I'm going to, I'm going to be in flow and I'm going to, I mean, Tiffany, what would you, what practical advice would you give for someone who wants to really practice this life of non-attachment? Well, that's, you just said the word is it's practice. Yeah. You know, and I know that sounds sim simple and it is, I'm not saying it's always easy, but it is the right answer is years ago in 2016, I spent the entire year. I worked with this amazing Buddhist life, spiritual coach, and he, you know, lived in the monastery type lifestyle for 12 years. And just as this beautiful human that I met and I had this spiritual witness, I was to work with this gentleman and he taught me a lot about coming inward right? And coming home to this. And this was about eight months into working with him, Andy. And I was feeling a lot of anxiety about some things in my life. And then I was so ticked at myself, right? Because I was frustrated. I was feeling anxious, right? Mm -hmm. Because I was feeling just being truth telling. Sometimes we can feel spiritually arrogant or personal development arrogant, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, well, I've read this book and I've read a bazillion books and I've been to all these seminars and I worked with all these coaches and I should be perfected now. Right. Yeah. And I got on this call with this gentleman, his name's Dawa. He lives in Santa Barbara and runs the Santa Barbara Buddhist center there. And, and I was just so like, I was so fired up and I was like, I'm just mad. And I'm like, I know there's nothing to fear. I've done this work. There's nothing to fear. So why am I feeling fear? Why am I feeling anxiousness? It's, it's so bothering me. Cause I was, why well, I was, I was bothered. I was feeling anxiousness, but I was bothered because it, I had this belief of like, I should always just be, I've done all the work. I should just be mastered now, right? I should just right. be enlightened 24 <laughs> seven. 
Isn't that cute? Isn't that cute to think? <laughs> and so he just chuckled in his little light, you know, voice. And he's like, you know, he's like, Tiffany, we practice these things. We practice love over fear. And we practice trust over anxiety. And we practice these things regularly. And it was like so freeing. So I hope that to me, it felt like freedom, not defeat at all. It felt like freedom to know like, oh, that means you know we're all a work in progress, that no matter, especially what someone puts on their Instagram or Facebook, we're all still working it out. We all are in, in the practice of. And so it's being committed to the practice of the non-attachment, being in practice of the flow, being in practice of trust, right? Like we often think, what's the opposite of anxiety? We all feel anxiety at different times. Well, we could say, of course, peace. But for me, the, the opposite of anxiety is trust. A lot of times my anxiety is up when I'm trying to control an outcome or I I'm facing the unknown and the unknown can create anxiousness. Like, how's this going to go? Or what about this? Or, or oh my gosh, what will, uh, you know, all the stuff is coming back to trust. And so for yourself, it's just being clear about like, what brings you home? I love to ask that question. Like what nourishes you? What brings you home? And and I love that you're asking this question, love, right? This is so smart and so wise, but it really that is the answer what Andy already said is it's, it's a practice. And I get to practice, like for me, you guys hear me talk about self-care a lot, but I'm, I'm also practicing self-care a lot. It's not like something that's mastered or that I don't ever, you know, it's not perfected. And so coming to that for yourself, I think this is such a, a yeah. important piece is that but what we, what we practice, we're cultivating. And as the gardeners of your life, this is, I love the word cultivate because we all understand the concept of the law of the harvest. And the Goddard's even made a video out of that years ago. Do you remember the first time you showed me that video? In I do. Here in Utah. And I just loved it to see that teaching in a story format, in visual format on video. We all understand like planting the seed and harvesting, but you know that most of your life is in between the planting and the harvesting is 90% of your life and your business is in the cultivating. It's in the out there with your hands in the soil and the watering and the nourishing and so forth. So it's falling in love with the process. And sometimes you hear me share the Zen proverb that says before enlightenment, chopping wood, carrying water after enlightenment, chopping wood, carrying water is that most of your life and your business. So to be in love with the process, like, connecting with people, teaching them, supporting them, mentoring, you know, being in love with the process of taking care of yourself and nourishing yourself and your marriage and your parenting is there's a lot of cultivating. Like you have those moments with your kids, right? Where they have a big win or they have this cool thing. That's awesome. But then most of your life in parenting is in the cultivating. So it's thinking about that. And that's what is another word for practice is practice is cultivating. Because I'm yeah. cultivating trust. I'm cultivating self-love. I'm cultivating leadership, right? It, I'm practicing those things. So good. I was, um, I was coaching one of our um, team members um, a few days ago. And um, their, their biggest block was um, how to create with God. Like how to create their life, how to create... Um, like in just pure faith with God, like not needing to be, not needing to have, you know, a big beginning to end plan, not needing to know three or four steps ahead, but just being in pure, like pure creation with God. So after coaching, they said, okay, Andy, so what, um, what books I read, you know, to really nail this, like what, um, who's my guru? on creating with God. And I'm like, can I feed that question back to you? You're trying to create with God and you just asked, who's my guru? <laughs> it was like, sister, <laughs> the practice is your guru. Yes. The practice of like, God is your guru here. Like, don't, um, don't be seeking, don't be on this treadmill of always needing the next expert or needing the next person outside of you like just get in get your hands dirty and just throw your whole heart into it with pure trust and that is your guru 
Amen. Oh, I love, I love to share, Tiffany. Oh, this is so good. So good. I'm feeling filled up. So thank you, loves. This is what I love about this space. And we come together and talk about great ideas and insights and we get renewed together. So good. When you were talking about the space that you're in, um, it reminds me of this. Um, it was a kind of a, a funny self-help article about how to get in the state of meta worry. So meta worry is where you worry about worrying. Oh. And so it was, you know, obviously a, a joke, but it's, um, if I can find it, I'll, I'll post a link to it. It's really, thank you. Really good. Worry about your worrying, you know? Yep. Yeah. You've arrived. So my friend, let's, uh, we're on the cusp of let's wrap this baby up. So I'd love for you to share whatever's on your heart that you want to wrap us up for this year and this decade. No pressure, right? <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, we got this. No, in all sincerity, it's like every day we just turn the new page. And but yeah. I would love for you, whatever's on your heart that you want to share is we wrap up 2019 together. And what a joy it is to create with you every week. And I love and thank I you know that's that's probably my biggest thank you is just, you know, thank you for coming to us eight years ago with this idea and this space and being so freaking consistent um at holding the space for everyone on this call i'm so so grateful for you it's uh it's been I a gift. i love it love it thank you and i think that's probably my just that last thought is is what i would wrap up on is um how how can i move forward into a new year a new decade with complete trust that, that God has you, that he's, he knows the end from the beginning and he's got you. Um, so just an invitation to sit in that question of, of how can I be in even more faith and more trust and more knowing that I'm held? Mm. What would you share, Tiff? Well, thank you for your share. That just like touched my heart in such a great way. Yeah, thank you for that. I think one of the things that you're sharing, it just reminds me, and I feel too, just so much gratitude for this year and for each of you and for the journey we've been on for many years, right? And I know some of us, have you've just connected and, and come into this space in the last few months. And some of you have been with us for all seven, almost eight years. And we just honor you and wherever you're at in the journey. I think what you know, is on my heart is the power of, of continuing to show up, right? For yourself, for others, and being in what we've already talked about today, the practice of that is that, you know, sometimes we don't feel like it. And truth telling, there's been days or moments over those almost eight years, I haven't felt like being on a call or there's something on my heart that's heavy. Or, you know, there's been times of things like that, or I'm like, oh, wow, I went to bed at two in the morning and we're getting up super early. You know, that's rare, but it can happen. But I think the point is, is the power of showing up and being in the practice and really allowing the mantra for me. The mantra is, you know, perfect no, committed yes. And that's what I expect of myself. And I expect when I coach anybody, isn't about perfection, right? You talk about being recovering people pleaser. I'm a recovering perfectionist, right? And I'm really, I'm, that's not who I am anymore. And it was at one time, there was so much rigidity in my past life 10 years ago of like perfect, perfect. And that just snapped the joy out of living and of relationship. And so really being in committed relationship and committed self-care and committed practices I think really makes a difference. But I want to just leave you also this thought that everything you're searching for outside of you, you're looking for the magic within. Is that the magic that sometimes we're looking for outside of ourselves in a relationship, in a rank, in a title, in anything, those are all beautiful, great things. But you are the magic, my love of your life. And to choose to cultivate that self-relationship, that self-love, that self-trust, your self-talk, right? Is tapping into that. We love you clearly, right? We love you so much. And we send you the best, sweetest blessings for an amazing holiday season and the incredible new year. We will see you into 2020. Our first day that we meet in 2020 is January 8th because January 1st is that Wednesday. 
So we will see you here January 8th and look forward to that experience and that opportunity. We love you. We cheer you on and we'll look forward to staying connected to you and see you in January. Happy holidays. Love you all.